What is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Consistency Wins Podcast. Feels good to be back. A lot going on, which we're going to share today. It's just me and Landon. What's going on, brother? How are we doing, man? It's been good. It's been good. Yeah, we've had a couple of reschedules, a couple, uh, couple of updates, but but we're uh, trucking away. Still still rolling. Yeah, man. I, th- I think it's a great piggyback that we do a podcast today, just based on the conversation you and I had last night. We, we were done with work, and we, we got on the phone for like a half hour, 45 minutes, and Honestly, it was the closest I've been to crying in a long time. Just just really visualizing how far we've come in such a short amount of time. When I say a short amount of time, I mean like, you know, two, three years, which is a very short amount of time. And it's crazy how everything lines up because I listened to this, this thing called Daily Mind Medicine. It's like a three, four minute excerpt every day with this guy, Taylor Welch, one of the best consultants out there right now. So go follow him. But he was talking about how everything you have today, every result that you have today is a byproduct of the decisions you made two, three years ago. And I really started to reflect upon that. And I, I whipped out my journal, journal for like 45 minutes, just really in-depth of like, what are some of like the massive decisions that I made that allowed us to get to where we are today? And just to you know, put an emphasis on like, I don't think we're at any crazy stature of success, but like what we've been able to do in three years is crazy. Like we're hitting the compound effect really nicely. And you know, some of those micro decisions include obviously starting this podcast making a decision to quit baseball, some really big things that really just opened me up to massive opportunities. What about you? What are, what are some micro little distinctions and decisions that you made over the last couple of years? Just taking the leap, man. Yeah. Like going your whole life as an athlete, you have to change your identity. You completely have to take a 180 and go in a different direction. And and that leap in itself is very scary. Um, ironically and thankfully, we were able to do it together, right? 2019 mm-hmm. was kind of that different year where we both kind of had to completely go in the other direction of our lives and uh, kind of having each other for accountability was important because there's a lot of times where if, you know, if you weren't there for me, at least I would have taken a, a left turn when I should have been a right turn, you know? So we're kind of there to micromanage each other <laughs> in certain ways. You I know, would argue it, that it, I needed you more than you needed me for sure though. Cause I'm like, as you guys could probably tell over the, the last couple of years of listening to us, I'm the, the sporadic, always got a new idea type of guy. I got 20 ideas a week, 19 of them suck. One of them might stick, and Landon's my guy, and we'll go into this a little bit more in depth of uh, you know, the the roles that we play inside of our business. Landon's just been the guy that's just we 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 say I'm all gas, he taps the brakes a little bit, and we both drive the steering wheel. And it's really been that type of relationship, and I, I could not be more appreciative of you, brother. But but it's come all the way back around because now I'm I'm sucking out of your energy. Like your energy is is through the roof and and I need to I need that sometimes, you know what I mean? So I and I need that pickup. So it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's tough keeping up with you, but it's, been, <laughs> but I need, I need it. I need the I need to aim high so I can miss high. That's the, that's the idea. So I appreciate you, man. And the reason why I've been able to keep up the energy is because we've been taking on new things, right? New challenges, the, the transfer from being massively self-employed to starting to become business owners. And that's exciting for me. It's, it's more quote unquote, sexy stuff. It's exciting, higher level thinking things. You're genuinely impacting people's lives by giving them opportunities to make money. So hiring people, delegating, being able to lead a team, step into the fullness of who you actually are. Because I'm not a guy that can just sit there and take 15 sales calls a day. I've done it for multiple years straight at this point. And it's a really great problem to have, to have an abundant amount of lead flow and business coming in. But there's no end goal inside. It's just like, all right, let me take these sales calls and make money. My goal is like to create different procedures and operations so that I can actually build a sellable business. Because if you're stuck inside the business the entire time, there's no way you can exit. You just bought yourself a job. Granted, you can make more money. But now you're even more time poor. 
So there's, there's a, sometimes there's benefits to being a nine to five person. I mean, you're stuck in a machine. This one, you're stuck in your job. So a lot of cool things happening, uh, but I digress. Anything you want to say based on what we just talked about there? Yeah. I mean, in our industry, you start out and it's all about how can I get in front of people? How can I get in front of people? And then you try to build out systems around how to get in front of people. Once you build that system out, it can become monotonous in itself, right? So in the very beginning, it's like, there's this scarcity mindset of, like I don't have enough people to talk to. I don't have enough people to connect with, whatever that looks like. Once you've built systems in that automate that, then it becomes about process mastery. It becomes about how do we sharpen the sword? How do we get better at it? Then you find out what those processes look like, but then you realize, holy hell, like you said, I'm on 15 calls a day, 10 calls a day. You know, I love connecting with people. I love talking with people. However, if we're going to scale this and keep moving forward, you got to keep getting uncomfortable. You have to keep scaling up because the alternative is to keep sitting in that role and you'll do well, like financially and, and everything. You'll have a great life. You have flexibility. All that will be still there. But the guys that get to that next level, the guys that are playing in that seven-figure field are elevating and, and delegating and they're moving outside of working inside their business and they're working on it, right? So yep. that's probably a good segue into Claudio's conversation when we were down in the Bahamas and, and just kind of how we got into traction and how we got into that whole vision. Yeah, man. Claudio has been instrumental in our growth. And if Claudio listens to this, congratulations on your new baby. That's amazing. Um, I got a really cool introduction to Claudio. You know, Landon had met him before and we were going on a trip to the Bahamas and they were all taking a private jet out of Pennsylvania. And I'm like, I don't like flying enough to fly from Miami to Pennsylvania to go from Pennsylvania back to the Bahamas on a private jet. Like a private jet's cool, but not that cool. Cause I live 30 minutes from the Bahamas. You can fucking take a jet ski to the Bahamas here. Um, And so Claudio, who lives in Orlando was like, all right, no, I'll just pick Antonio up. So he picks me up on his jet. And it was just so cool, the experience itself, but then also being able to talk to a top producer in the industry that you're in. And when I say top producer, I mean like like top two and not number two type of guy. You know what I mean? Like he is he is really revolutionizing the business. And he's I think he just hit on a list for like top 30 growing entrepreneurs in the country, whatever that looks like. I mean, the guy is crushing it. And just be, being able to build a relationship capital and tell him a little bit more about our dynamic and our vision, it was it was really awesome, man. And you know, that, that short plane ride, one, it expanded my vision because I no longer want to fly commercial. Um, it's not about the actual private jet itself because the jet isn't that nice. Obviously, if you get to like these crazy $100,000 trip jets, you know, you're on these like big mega jets, but the other ones are like kind of small little planes. But the accessibility to not have to go through security. Like I, I ask him, what time do we leave? He's like, whenever the fuck we want. That's when we leave. When we tell the pilot, we leave. That's right. the beauty of having the accessibility to fly whenever the hell you want. And so I realized, I was like, all right, that's where I need to get to, to be able to fly private consistently so that I can have my time back. And then just a massive refresher. He's talking to the group, people like, oh, you know, Claudio, like what are, what are some things that, you know, made you successful? What are some tips? He's like, do what Antonio and Landon are doing and you guys will be on the right path. And it was like, whoa. Yeah. When he said whoa. that, I was like, oh, shit. Like, Damn. Yeah. Okay. And like, just for reference, I mean, this guy's like, what is he? Thirty-five, probably making thirty-five, multiple seven figures of revenue. Uh, you know, it just he's as big as it gets in our space. Yeah. Um, so it's it's crazy, man. But some of the things we did with him, we, we earned the right to have calls with him after, and he's been consulting us since then. And so Land and I have just been, I guess, vacuums of information, just peppering him with questions. Hey, what can we do to change this? What can we do to do that? And then he, like, by the end of the first call, he recommended. I think like six or seven books and we had a month to complete them. And I mean, we're pretty much done with all of them. And 
one of the really most exciting books that, that we read was this book called Traction. We're going to dive deep into that today because it really changed the way we think, changed our business model. Traction is also like all about how to get a grip on your business, keyword traction, but really how to create the proper system to implement into your business to have the most efficient machine running while you can eventually work on scaling. One of the biggest takeaways I had from the Claudio conversation was he who works all day has no time to make money, right? And that doesn't mean cutting your hours. It means making sure your hours are more productive working on the business as opposed to in it. All you, brother. Yeah, you, you pretty much hit everything. I mean, it's the, to go into traction, it's taking, we talked about some things, right? You, you get through learning a process that works and you build out something that's going to get you in front of people. The next elevation to that is to rip the band-aids off and stop having all these crutches that are short-term solutions to, you know, you becoming freer. It's this traction space, this traction concept is to take you to the next level beyond just the fact of, Hey, I have an abundance of people to talk to. I have a process that gets them from hello to yes. I have all that. Everything's good. But how do you remove yourself from being in the trenches every day? And that's really what tractions are designed to do, which only helps you scale. And, and it's a scalable process. It's a scalable, it's a scalable process that, it, and there's case studies inside the book that talk about you know where people started versus where they're at now from a revenue standpoint. And, and, you know, and there's just living proof of, of the concept. And not only does it teach you how to make more revenue, but more importantly, it teaches you how to be more profitable. Because at the end of the day, you can be a $100 million business at 1% profit margins. I'd rather be a $5 million business at 50% profit margins, right? I don't know if that math works out, but the, the, the larger your revenue goes, the more complications you have in your business, right? He says, try and be the best possible $10 million business you can, as opposed to trying to get to $100 because all those problems come with it at the same time. Yeah. Right? And yeah. one of the biggest takeaways I had was just... Land and I really, we read it at the same time. We had the ability to be like, whoa, we know exactly what our roles are now. Because the entire time we've kind of been wearing the same hat in our business and it just, it's been working, but working is relative, right? Like our income's going up, life is good, but we are not where we want to be. We can really start to accelerate these things. And so we were stuck wearing the same hats in the business. And like I was saying, I mean, our, our business is running well, but we've just been kind of like a hamster on a wheel. Right, like we're just doing the same exact things and we're not being able to focus on our blind spots. So now, once we read this, we were literally able to reverse engineer our entire process, take the ego fully aside and say, okay, this is Antonio's role. This is Lana's role. These are the roles of everyone within our little small company that we have right now. And now we're so focused on, okay, we got the customer acquisition. Now the process of taking the customer from A to B is so much cleaner because of the fact that we can all focus as a team on client experience. Because I believe heavily in client experience because that's what gets you referred, right? And then on the back end, how can we continue to nurture that relationship to gain more business and also make sure their experience is smooth? And we've created a foolproof system to where it's going to really massively accelerate things and allow us to step into what we're good at, right? And then also just full transparency. I mean, one of the businesses we run is a financial services company. Landon's got all the licenses we haven't been even focused on gathering a lot of investment stuff, right? And so now you are, you have a little bit more time now to focus on that side. And now I'm going to run the the insurance operation. Like thing, things are really going to accelerate here, man. Never the never mind the all the other projects that we're looking to get into soon enough. Well, and the thing the thing that the traction does is it takes you back and it forces you to talk about things that are kind of corny but obvious that no one ever does well and it's the, the core values right like 
the core values is the first thing they had, you address, and that's addressing like what are the what are the the, the, the basics and fundamentals that, of what you stand for, and if everybody has different core values inside the same business, it's just going to go in 50 different directions and no one's going to be moving in the same direction. You know, no one's going to be rowing the boat in the same direction. So us being able to sit down and go through what those look like was helpful. Understanding what the core focus, what our purpose was, what our cause was, what our passion was, all things that are corny to talk about in general for a lot of people, but, and all things that everybody knows a business should have, but, but I would argue 75% of people don't even do that. 75% of business owners don't do that. So well said, uh, man. Every, so, everyone knows, but no one actually implements, right? And like once you yeah. set your core values, now when you're hiring people, that's where it gets really important is like when you're hiring others, now you have to make sure they sit and fit with your core values. Otherwise, they're, they're just not a fit immediately. Yeah. And you know, the, the another thing, and I know we're all over the place here, but like the difference between the visionary and the integrator, that's kind of what we were just talking about, about land and eyes roles. We were both visionary and integrator at the same time. So we're thinking about the vision of the business, but then we're also trying to implement everything. Now we're getting to a point where we both have these visions, but we're operating in different spaces to where like I'm focused on the higher level, like customer acquisition side of things, plus the process. And then he's overseeing the entire operation while nurturing the customer at the same time. So it's just making sure that we're delegating roles properly. And then let's say you're the visionary of your company right? That's usually the visionary is like the CEO or the founder or the owner, right? When you're a visionary of the company, but you're also operating within the company, because that happens very frequently in, in small businesses of like, you're wearing a different hat. You are subject to the integrator. Now the integrator becomes your boss and you could get fired within your company. That's just because you're a shareholder doesn't mean you can't get fired as an employee. So understand that you can't wear the hat within your organization of the owner while you're operating as an employee. So you got to take your ego out, Put that aside. Make sure that you're doing everything you can to help grow the business while you're working in it. It's scary. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's definitely scary at times too, and that's a good thing. Like it's like the 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 level of discomfort, as we know, is a is a positive thing, right? But the thought and idea of being responsible for the livelihoods of other people, uh, you know, you know, compensating people on your team is a fulfilling, exciting idea and goal. And it's also a little scary, right? I mean, and that's, that's mm -hmm. the beauty of business ownership is you're, you're employing other people. You're, you're, you're changing their lives in a positive way. That responsibility at a young age at first, for me, at least is, has been scary, but also rewarding. And so I'm looking to, you know, obviously we're both looking to continue to, to expand it. It definitely increases your motivation. You know, why you yeah. wake up every day. It's like, Oh, I can't take today off because people are working and I need to be accountable to those people. So there's a massive level of accountability and it's yeah. exciting, man. Like the perspective I take to is like, now we have to thrive, right? These people have such an amazing opportunity because they're working with us and we yeah. just have to deliver. And yeah. creating a like solid deliverable is literally all you can focus on in business. I was, I was journaling about it yesterday too, is like, if you think about competition and you're trying to compete against other people, that's a form of scarcity because you're no longer fully secure in your ability to deliver world-class customer service. There's enough market share in the world for everyone to win in business, right? Instead of trying to compete against somebody, compete with them. Try and merge ecosystems to get more business together. Do business together, right? Take some tactics from them. There's no, like, like, I get it. You're trying to, you know, that, that's just how we are wired to think. But it's a form of scarcity because you're obviously not secure in how you're doing your business. So the only thing you can do is focus on how you go about your business. And that's why I'm so secure in everything I do because I know I follow through on everything that I'm going to say. And that shit takes years. But 
consistency wins. That's simple. Uh, well, it's, it's that. And, and to go into the last couple points is they talk about rocks, right? So everybody has these long-term goals. Everybody starts the year off with these yearly annual goals. Uh, but then something that's really helpful on helping you hone in on what's right in front of you is, is, is the, the concept of rocks. Do you want to talk about, about rocks at all and, and what that means to you and, and, and how we've been implementing that? Yeah, absolutely. So when we talk about rocks, we're thinking about a 90 day time period, right? So you have your, you have your like 10 year goals, your five year goals, your one year goals, but then you have your rocks and your rocks because people only have the ability to focus in a 90 day time span. So we're thinking about a three month window and that just so happens to be each quarter of the year, right? right? So we're chopping it up into quarterly. Now the business has its own rocks. These are the main five to seven things that have to happen in the business during that quarter. And Realistically, 80, 80% of those things happening is a great, is a great thing. 100% is literally almost unattainable. Now, everyone within the organization has their own rocks as well. So now instead of thinking about the company hitting their rocks, all everyone has to do is hit their rocks and the company's automatically going to win because everything's in alignment, right? So you have these massive rocks of like, all right, we want to do a million dollars in revenue this quarter, uh, this quarter. And then the employee's rock would be, oh, all right, now I know I have to hit, you know, schedule 20 appointments this, this week or 20 appointments this month or close this amount of deals. So it just gets everything down to the micro instead of thinking these massive daunting tasks. And I hate to keep plugging it in, but that's exactly what consistency wins is about, right? Like if we're going to say, hey, we want to make $10 million this year, that's a daunting thing because I don't know how I can make $10 million today, but I know that I can make a couple thousand today. I know that I can make a couple phone calls today. Right, I know that we can make this podcast and deliver it to an audience and eventually probably spark a conversation with someone that could change our lives. That's happened before. So now all I have to do is just consistently hit my rocks in the micro and the macro takes care of itself. I don't even care about goals anymore because our system's so bulletproof. Ben, I love it. Hit him with that. Yeah, hit him with that. Right, Mike Trump, I don't right? even. I don't even know if we need to hit him with anything else. I think that was One perfect. One thing I do want to hit is congratulate you. I'm going to put you on the spot. Landon got his first Rolex. Congratulations, yeah, bro. Thanks, man. I Thank can't you. Even say welcome to the club because I, I wear a whoop. So I, I wear a $30 <laughs> thing on my on my wrist. Um, but dude, congratulations, man. It's a big step. I love it. I Proud appreciate of it. Big fan. I love it. It's a beautiful watch. Uh, you know, it's uh through some influence of of some mentors and other and others, I think it's uh, a good investment. And I think I we plugged call it that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think we plugged it in actually uh, a couple months ago in our podcast of what Claudio said, right? It's like Hey, I want to buy a Rolex, but I, I'm going to, you know, once I hit my goal, I'll buy my Rolex. But it's like, no, buy the Rolex. Now you have to hit the goal. Yeah. Right. So I'm sure that you woke up today a little bit more motivated knowing that, you know, you bought a Rolex and you got to cover that. Right. I store, I, I, when it came in, I got home last night from the office at like nine 30 and I, this was sitting in his package. I st- stared at it. I'm not even kidding you for an hour straight. Like I, it, I was in all of it. It's just a beautiful piece. And I was like thinking to myself, wow, like, okay. Yeah, exactly what you said. Like it's time to get back to work. Like it's time to get after it. Like I, if you feel like you almost step into a, a different mm-hmm. dimension from being a young guy and always looking at nice, I've always been a watch guy. So Rolex is always like the, you know, the top of the mountain as far as that stuff goes. So obviously it's hopefully not the last, but definitely the first and I'm, I'm happy to have it. So I'm proud of you, bro. And, and this is not financial advice, but at the end of the day, if you sit on a bunch of cash and it's sitting there doing nothing, you might as well buy a freaking hard asset. That's just going to at least keep its value. Like that, that, that watch is liquid. You know, if you need it, yeah. you could you could sell it. There's liquidity uh, totally. in the market for it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy, and I'm not. This isn't a watch podcast, and I I'm not going to pretend to be some super genius on watches. But this watch came out in the year 2000. It was that's the year it was manufactured, and it 
I mean, on my wrist looks absolutely brand new. It's actually, it's absolutely amazing how well made these watches are. So like you said, they hold their value They, you know, you can pass them down nice legacy. So I'm, I'm happy to have it. So proud of you, brother. Yeah. Yeah, man. Guys, I appreciate you guys listening to us. We always appreciate the support. The only thing we ask is that if you do see value in any of this, which I think this was a valuable conversation, because if you're at a point where you're you're looking to scale, even if you're a solopreneur, there's a lot of systems that you can start implementing to start scaling and focusing on higher revenue generating activity. You know, listen to this podcast, share it to people. We'd love your guys' feedback. We're excited to get back on the horse. Landon's coming down to Miami next week to, uh, you know, we're just going to shoot the shit, have a couple dinners with some people that we need to meet with. Uh, go see Claudio as well. So, a lot of amazing things happening. There's, We're going to be in a, a lot different position in the next three to six months, and it's only going up from here. We know exactly where we need to go instead of just aimlessly floating around life, which was, we were doing a lot of productive things, but now we're really focused and we're, yeah. we're laser locked yeah. in. So, Yeah. And, and for any of you guys that want to actually read the book, Traction, it's by Gino Wickman, W-I-C-K-M-A-N, Gino Wickman. Traction. Anyone in business should read it. Absolutely. All right. Anyone Love trying to start a business, anything. Consistency wins.